Friends, Romans, alveoli, lend me your ears. This is Head Heart Gut, the friendly debate show where there's no right answer, just the best answer. Every month we take an iconic set of three items from pop culture or the world we live in and pit them against each other. First, each of our contestants will present their choice, answering the questions on our definitive survey of greatness. And at the end of each episode, the other contestants will score them based on their head, heart, and gut. And we will ultimately decide a winner of these three survey rounds. In week four, we turn up the heat where a special guest judge will lay down a ruling in a formal structured debate. Guy Fieri? <laughs> <laughs> this week, in the human organs debate, I, Mike Schubert, will be arguing on behalf of the lungs, and I am joined by my fellow contestants, Dr. Moya McTeer, arguing on behalf of the tongue, and Brandon Grugel, arguing on behalf of the kidneys. So let's get it I would appreciate it if you could give me some kind of honorific. I was going to say, should I say like Dr. Moy McTeer and college graduate Brandon Google? <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor yeah, of Science Brandon Google. Bachelor of Music. You could, you could Bachelor do that. of Music. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'll start. I'll start saying that. Bachelor Brandon Google. <laughs> Bachelor Brandon Google. Ooh, I don't think Laura would love that. But yeah, I was going to say, I know exactly one person who'd be very upset if we introduced you as Bachelor Brandon Google. <laughs> My mom. <laughs> So let's start things off with the headlines. This is going to introduce what I'm arguing on behalf of. And just to make it clear in the audio, I will be delivering this in the key of 2004 Billboard chart topper Lose My Breath by Destiny's Child, because my headline is, can you keep up with the lungs? Yeah, they give you breath. Spread oxygen to your blood with breath. Expel CO2 every time you... <sighs> oh, that was good. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I can not, not even come close to singing like Beyonce. So I went with semi-talking. Uh, my, my dream role in a musical is to be in West Side Story where they don't sing. They just like extended talk. That's uh, that's the dream to be like one of the Jets. <laughs> it's got to get your snapping down. Oh, as if my snapping is not already on point. Come on. Who do you think I am? <laughs> Hard cut to 15 year old Mike in a mirror going, damn it. Damn it. Damn I trained it. for this moment. But that aside, let's move on to the trading card. And this trading card is special because it, it, it semi goes against the laws of physics of a regular trading card in that it's in the shape of a lung. But by nature of being in the shape of a lung, one side of the card is actually a different shape than the other side because, fun fact, your lungs are different shapes so that your uh, lung near your heart can fit. Ooh. So it's got it's a little bit smaller and it has a different shape so that it can fit all properly in your chest cavity, uh, like a puzzle inside yourself. It's a, it's squishy. It's a little squishy, squishy. but yeah, it's a, it's a different shape and slightly smaller. On this card, I've got a bunch of fun lung facts uh, that kind of paint the picture of how important the lung is. Did you know that a person usually breathes an average of 13 pints of air every minute? Huh. 13 pints of air every I, minute. I have a lot of questions and concerns yeah, why about pints? this. I don't know, but I liked pints when I was doing my research. I liked pints as the measure here. I think everyone can visualize a pint glass and then 13 of them. And that's how much you breathe every minute. That's so much. 
much. But air is compressible to a degree. Like, are we talking like and expandable? Like, what? Yeah. What's the pressure here? I guess it's at it's at one <laughs> one one ATM. Yes. Yeah. We did it. Yay. Doctor Moya coming to today. And that's why she is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, thirteen pints of air every minute. The average person takes around eleven thousand liters of air again at one ATM every day. So 11,000 liters a day. Your lungs are doing a lot of work. That's too much work. How we consider mm-hmm. not breathing. <laughs> if you can't visualize that amount of air, the average human takes about 22,000 breaths every 24 hours. And I have to say, if you have an organ that is consistently doing something 22,000 times a day and not messing up and also like is essential for you being alive, pretty good organ. Pretty good organ. I think that's great. Like whatever the success rate, whatever you can do, if you can do something 22,000 times a day and, and nail it every single time. It's great. Way higher than my getting a USB in the laptop correctly (laughs) route. But shout out to USB-C, which is making that less and less of a problem every day. (laughs) I mean, Mike, have you never like breathed wrong and then choked and everyone looks at you and think you're dying? Then you're like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Wrong pipe. I've had that happen, but I still feel like the success rate is like 99.9999 because that's going to happen maybe once every couple of days uh, i don't i don't it's not a like every hour i'm like oh here's the time where i breathed incorrectly <laughs> so yes twenty thousand breaths every day um i also think it's cool that lungs come with their own uh cute accessory slash armor of the rib cage i think that's pretty sweet <laughs> just a cool little added feature of them um but also when you exhale you release up to 17.5 milliliters which is 0.59 fluid ounces of water every hour so i think it's nice that your lungs not only are doing breath but they're also making sure that you keep water out of your lungs because that's not where water belongs so (laughs) i'm glad that it does that but yeah your lungs can take in as much as five thousand gallons of air every 24 hours and obviously that air is going to come in with bacteria virus mold fungus and other pollutants but lungs filter all of this bad stuff out there's lots of things within your respiratory pathway things in your trachea you've got bronchi bronchioles these things that all filtered out cilia and fun things called goblet cells produce mucus and the mucus traps harmful particles and then cilia move the mucus away from the lungs to then be coughed up and coughing though sometimes it's annoying it's actually a really helpful thing that your lungs do because your lungs are able to decide this should not be inside of you let's get it out of there and lungs do that so every time you cough you should thank your lungs Mm. because they're keeping you alive and healthy and keeping the bad stuff out and keeping in the good stuff that oxygen baby I've had a cold for the last couple of weeks, which sucks. But I was wondering where all of this mucus is coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, where is it being kept? Right. And now I know it's in the lungs. Goblet cells. Goblet, Goblet cells. cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are taking in the bad stuff, covering it in mucus, and then you cough it out and get it out of there, which is great stuff. Mm. To me, the lungs sound a little finicky. They're like a little like like kitty cat who like doesn't like to a little puddle of water they're like no keep it away from me <laughs> that's what they sound like to me right cats notoriously things that people don't love <laughs> <laughs> no known for being not the best thing on the internet cats thank you oh, yeah, that's for right. i don't like cats my argument. Says, you're right <laughs> what i love cosmo oh okay. Uh, <laughs> okay nice save nice save i'll let you two argue about that later <laughs> i'm allergic to them i they, oh they that make makes me sense. want to die mm. i am also allergic well you're neither of you would be allergic to your own 
own lungs. That'd be a problem. Mm. Anyway, final long fact here is that the alveoli, which I will be talking about a lot because they're super cool. They also have their own line of defense. They have alveolar macrophages. That is an immune system cell that ingests foreign particles and digests bacteria and organisms. And then with the combination of alveoli and then also your white blood cells, you can get more gunk out of your body. So lungs are not only going to be providing oxygen to your blood, which is necessary. Otherwise, you would die. Also, they keep out bad stuff. So yay, lungs. Yay, lungs. Yay, lungs. So let's move on to the three best qualities. As I've talked about a little bit, the number one quality here is that your lungs help move oxygen and they do something called gas exchange. So every single cell in your body needs oxygen in order to live. The air we breathe has oxygen and other gases. I know this because when I was an engineer, I worked in an air separation unit where we would mm. take air and separate it into its different elements and stuff. And oxygen is only a component. You're like a lung as a human. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nerds! We had a big giant machinery that was just basically the biggest iron lung ever. Uh, and and it would separate air and stuff. Hooray. But now I just talk. But once, <laughs> once oxygen is in the lungs, it gets moved into the bloodstream. It gets carried throughout your body. And then for each cell in your body, oxygen is then exchanged for a waste gas that we all know called carbon dioxide. Your bloodstream carries that waste gas to the lungs where it is removed and then exhaled. Oxygen good, carbon dioxide bad, bring in the oxygen, filter out just the oxygen because air is not 100% oxygen. So your lungs decide like this is the stuff we want. We exhale the stuff we don't. And then it goes to the blood, takes out the bad stuff. And then we exhale more of the stuff that we don't want. So it's a really good filter. And unlike the filter in your air conditioner, you never have to change it uh, as long as things go well with your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> what a caveat. <laughs> It's okay. You can you can do pretty well even with just one lung. So I also like that you, your lungs inherently have like a backup feature. Now, your blood is basically worthless without the lungs. So <laughs> I, like you're going to need lungs. And I think that that's why gas exchange and oxygen is really important. If your blood oxygen levels get too low, your body just doesn't work properly. Mm. So you can get things like hypoexemia, which can cause problems such as headaches and shortness of breath. But in severe cases, it can interfere with your heart and brain function. So, you know, in our previous episode where we talked about head and heart we were saying wow those are really important but like without the lungs your head and your heart mm -mm, they're not working properly my guy so lungs very important mm. is that what's wrong with my my head <laughs> you gotta breathe you gotta get oxygen oh, in there baby okay. So second best quality of it is I'm just going to say breathing because beyond just the function of breathing, as we talked about with, with gas exchange, like breathing is something that goes beyond just like a functional thing. Like I mentioned with Destiny's Child, there's so many songs about breathing and breathing can mean more than just like keeping you alive. When you get, uh, you know, flustered around someone that you're interested in, you have, you know, talk like take your breath away. Also a song like even nonverbal cues for breath is important. Like a gasp is just a big breath or when you are relieved, you do a big whoo, like a big exhale. Breathing is more than just keeping yourself alive. It is also like a form of communication. And without your lungs, you couldn't do that. Uh, and it just goes on beyond phrases like, let me catch my breath. There, there's so many things just like socially beyond just function that breathing does. And I appreciate that your lungs make all of that possible. I do have a hot take for you. Go on. I think if I didn't need to, would choose not to breathe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Sure, but you you do need to. <laughs> like like if I like as much as I love eating, like I would love to not have to eat for like utility, you yeah, know. That's true. But if you had to choose giving up eating or giving up breathing, assuming you'd be fine either like without it. 
What would you give up? Breathing. Yeah, I'm going to give up breathing. I love eating. Okay, you think about that, but <laughs> just wait till I finish my argument. You'll be like, wow, I love my lungs so much. They're so good. I'm so sorry that I was mean to you 10 minutes ago, lungs. <laughs> the things that lungs also do, though, their third best quality is that they support other functions in your body. So lungs play a key part in speech. Obviously, you need to expel air in order to make noise. The larynx or your voice box is located above the windpipe and thus pushing air from the lungs through the voice box converts it into sound. So for all of us as podcasters, hey, guess what? If you didn't have lungs, we couldn't do our jobs. And the world would be a better place. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Look at all these multi-crew people that are listening. They're so happy to hear us talk about this very important discussion topic. So none of, none of our jobs would be possible without lungs. So you're welcome, everyone at Multitude and also everyone listening to this i do think it's funny that y'all too as podcasters picked things that allow you to talk to say words <laughs> yeah and then you picked the p stuff <laughs> <laughs> which is when what makes you have to stop podcasting when you have to take a bathroom right that's right, true that's right. true so not only do your lungs help with making noise talking etc but also smell your lungs help in your sense of smell and it's also a recent development in 2014 there was a recent study done at washington university in st louis and the university of iowa determine that your lungs also have odor receptors. And then further studies on this determine that kind of like how your nose can smell out bad stuff for you and can keep you safe. The odor receptors in your lungs also do that. So pretty cool that your lungs also help with smell. And finally, you could take a whole deep breath. <sighs> Breathing deeply in your lungs can help to ease pain and relax and ease stress. What's the first thing that you tell someone when they're being stressed out? Take a deep breath. That's such a common thing. And then also that goes into use in things like meditation and yoga. Breathing is a core component of that. So it's inside stuff. It's social stuff. It's physical stuff. Breathing does so much. And your lungs are what make you and help you to breathe. What do we call it when underwater creatures breathe in water to get the oxygen from the water? Uh, this is the human organ episode, so I looked up nothing about <laughs> animals. Uh, but I don't know, like filtration? I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, I think we would still maybe call it respiration or breathing. I don't think breathing, like the definition of it has to do with air specifically. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Anyway, moving on to Fight Club. Uh, <laughs> so how is my choice? How are the lungs going to win a fight? Well, we've already talked about how... They expel waste. They filter out waste from the air. They filter out waste from your body and they expel carbon dioxide. Well, what I'm just going to do in this fight is I'm just going to breathe all over you. I'm just going to exhale carbon dioxide all over you and that's going to be bad for you. Please don't. So 70% <laughs> of waste is eliminated through your lungs just by breathing. Now, if you get overexposure to carbon dioxide, the symptoms are dizziness, headache, nausea, rapid breathing, shortness of breath, deeper breathing, increased heart rate, which is called tac cardia, eye and extremity twitching, cardiac arrhythmia, memory disturbances, lack of concentration, visual and hearing disturbances, including photophobia, blurred vision, transient blindness, hearing loss and ringing in the ears, sweating, restlessness, vomiting, shaking, confusion, flushed skin, panic, parathesis, which is a sensation of numbness in the extremities, disorientation, convulsions, unconsciousness, coma, or death. So <laughs> I'm just going to breathe all over you and you're going to get all that stuff. Okay. You're just going to breathe at me for like... 20 minutes straight while all those things happen. I mean, you talked about the tongue just being a stamina battle and that's all that's <laughs> going to happen. I'm doing that yeah. and I'm just giving you that entire WebMD list of terribleness. Both, both <laughs> of you stop talking because you both said, I'm going to lick you until you are tired of being licked and die. 
And then you said, I'm going to hope I get you into a tiny, tiny area of space in which I can fill with my excess breath. Those are both ridiculous. <laughs> what are your kidneys going to do? Yeah, uh, are they going to pee on yeah, But also, like, Brad, you said this is such an unlikely scenario to happen. Just as likely as a lung getting in a fight. <laughs> Let's suspend disbelief here. Did you watch Kong vs. Godzilla and you were like, no way. Monkeys aren't that big. <laughs> the ape is too big. It's too big. Big. Lizards don't shoot out nuclear energy or whatever the hell his, his bad breath is. Too big. Too big. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to breathe all over you and you're going to get that incredibly long list of, of symptoms. That was impressive reading. Though. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You've really mastered your lungs. You see. Hey, it's very important. And also your tongue. Yeah. Also, you got it. Got to give credit where credit is due. And but... you haven't peed in an hour. So let's break up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we're all tied for first place. Great. All the key components of podcasting, breathing, using your tongue and peeing. <laughs> So our next topic here is taking it to Flavortown. So if your subject was a meal featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives, what would it be? Piled high, delicious, and wholly impossible. Something that makes Guy Fieri say, wow, that's out of bounds. So what I have done here for taking the lungs to Flavortown, first off, I would like you all to know that if your lungs were opened up and laid flat, they would be so big that they would cover an entire tennis court, which is 2,808 square feet if we're including the doubles alleys, which we certainly are because doubles is great. Why would we limit it? But that's how big your lungs are. I don't know what the doubles alleys are, but that sounds bad. <laughs> I mean, big lungs, super cool. But also we have mentioned in this episode, alveoli, which are these tiny little things inside your lungs that filter stuff out. Now, when I think of taking something and spreading it out and having little things that stick up, I think of a trademark dish from Australia where you would batter it and then make it golden crispy, almost in like a blooming type form and then sell it for $8.95 at an authentic restaurant chain called Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> So what I have done to take it to Flavortown is I've turned your lungs into a Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> now, I know this is not an episode about the Bloomin' Onion, but I did get some Bloomin' Onion facts. Uh, Bloomin' Onions are cut into 200 perfect petals, then breaded and deep fried into golden goodness. It is the best start to a steakhouse meal that you can find. So when you said facts, you meant propaganda perpetrated <laughs> by Outback Steakhouse. I'm getting this from a reputable website called Outback.com slash offers slash Bloomin' hyphen onion. <laughs> Guests order over 8 million Bloomin' Onions a year. One out of four appetizers ordered at Outback Steakhouse is a Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> I mean, they are fucking good. They are quite tasty. They're great. And also, all throughout this website, they refer to the Bloomin' Onion. They have like a nickname for them. They call them Blooms. <laughs> but with a capital B. Great. <laughs> I'll take some Blooms. But yes, what I've done to take it to Flavortown is I'm taking your lungs, we're opening them up, we're getting all those alveoli nice and breaded, and you're just going to pick them all off and have a blooming onion. But what's good about this is that, A, it's the size of a tennis court, so you're not going to run out. Blooming onions, are you? Are, the experience is always too short. You always wish you had more. No one's ever said that. I have. I always <laughs> want more. Uh, but in the, this Outback Steakhouse dish only has 200 onion wedges. Boo, boring. You have 300 million alveoli. <laughs> so we're here for a while eating our tennis court full of stuff. Moya, do you want to kill me and then I'll kill you? Or like... <laughs> yeah, well, let's do that. Okay. Uh, I gagged. 
at the idea of eating a deep fried lung. Also, very disappointed that you didn't say blooming lungion. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Give me zeros. Give me three zeros. Just give me straight three zeros. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay, we're moving on to the Dwayne the Rock Johnson factor. I have decided in order to get The Rock in the mix, I'm going to launch a new film franchise starring The Rock. This film franchise is going to be similar to Speed starring Keanu Reeves and Crank starring Jason Statham, where there's some sort of strict rule that our main character has to follow. So in order to keep the lungs here, it's going to be situations in which The Rock has to be very careful about how much he is breathing. And you can use that in a couple of different ways. He could be a deep sea diver and he has a limited amount of oxygen in his tank, so he has to be very careful about how much breathing he does. He also could be an astronaut lost in space where you have limited oxygen in the shuttle. We even could do a horror movie crossover with A Quiet Place 3 Tokyo Drift where he can't (laughs) breathe, otherwise the monsters will kill him i've certainly seen a quiet place so (laughs) do you remember in the quiet place when they started drifting and then the monster (laughs) killed them all? that's in the third one yeah yeah yeah. ludicrous was there too i think it would just be fun to have Dwayne the rock in various situations where he has to be really careful about his breathing just because i think that that's always like a really stressful and intense situation to be in especially if it's in some sort of action movie with high stakes and i think that'd be very fun to see him you know really work to not take a lot of breaths but still do impress of things like, I don't know, rip helicopters apart or whatever Dwayne The Rock Johnson does for fun. Jump across big chasms into other buildings crashing through their windows. Of course, of course. So yeah, I think it could launch an entire franchise out of this. I legitimately think that would be fun and good. (laughs) I would watch the hell out of that. See? Right? It'd be super good. Like, especially with how muscly and and vein poppy he is. Like, if he's really straining not to breathe, like, his neck's going to be all bulging out and stuff. Oh, Mm. baby. I'm stoked for it. High stress Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's like, shooting up liquid oxygen into his veins so he doesn't have to breathe yeah 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 yeah. he develops gills so he can breathe underwater in the aquatic one uh, which is going to be the fourth installment uh (laughs) so that's that's the movie uh, franchise that we've got for Dwayne the Rock Johnson now there are many fun facts about the lung but I think the most fun and certainly the most useful is that your lungs are the only organ that can float on water (laughs) no other organ can float But your lungs can float, which certainly (laughs) makes it the best organ. Hold on. Can they float because they are filled with air or when they are deflated, they also float? Let me give you an explanation. Each of your lungs contains about 300 million balloon-like structures called alveoli, which replace the carbon dioxide waste in your blood with oxygen. When these structures are filled with air, the lungs become the only organs in the human body that can float. And do you want to know what website I learned this from, Brandon? Uh, outbacksteakhouse.com slash bloomin' dash onion. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, but I did learn it from the Pulmonary Associates of Brandon, Florida. That's uh-huh. it. That's my name. That's your name. It's a real town. You have to it's move the there now. You, you legally have to move to Brandon, Florida. But yeah, your lungs can float. I think the alveoli hold air for a long time so it's not just because you've recently breathed that they can float uh, i'm pretty sure that's it but yeah i clearly if we're deciding what the best organ is we're going to make them all float and mine floats <laughs> so mine wins thank you everybody it's like witches but the good <laughs> but the good thing every good other thing every floats. other organ is a witch <laughs> The lungs are not a witch. You know, I'm I'm voting for the witch organ. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My, uh, the lungs are the only witch. Why the hell didn't you like 
throw all of us into the ocean and you're the only one that float for your fight club. You fool! Uh, because I already had this dedicated for fun fact. <laughs> and how, where else would I have talked about all the bad things that can happen if you have too much carbon dioxide? Aren't you very happy that your lungs exhale all of this carbon dioxide so it's not in your body so you don't get 87,000 symptoms? All right, Moya, let's judge this weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I learned a lot about lungs. I love goblet cells. <laughs> love that I know about that now. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking like a, like a four. Yeah. I agree. I think this was mostly Logos. I think a four or a five. Okay, four and a half. Four and a half. All right, let's move on to Heart, Pathos. Uh, pathos, I, I will be taking away at least a point for not saying Blooming Lungion. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Well, we all know that Mike runs on puns, so I think his heart wasn't in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Mike likes podcasting and saying words and breathing yes he did say that many times which i now know is the rule yes but i think i was probably like at a three yeah like an average level of love for the lungs yeah i i agree i would have said three too cool so moya let's move to gut did mike convince mm. us or is he just blowing hot air oh, ho, ho. that was nice if i um, blow a lot of it you'll experience dizziness <laughs> and slash or death <laughs> If we are in a small enough space. Or if yes. I'm close enough to your face. Uh, I think that there are some things that I, I love that he mentioned. I love the yoga and meditation part and all of the different expressions that breath comes into play in, like hold your breath or whatever. Uh, but there are some things that I, I felt may have been missing. So I'm going to go with a three and a half or four. Yeah, I think uh, Mike liked arguing for the lungs. I don't know that Mike loves the lungs. You know, mm. is Mike a lung or is Mike like his lungs? Mm. You know, I think Mike is grateful for his lungs, yeah. but doesn't, you know, want to shout that from the rooftops. Yeah. I can't shout it without my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Shouting wouldn't even be possible without them. Of course, I want to shout about my lungs and display how good they are at shouting. Ah, well, there was no shouting in the episode. That so. was for the benefit of Misha editing it. <laughs> All right, let's go four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> So that means that Mike has an 11.5. Very good, but not good enough. Really, Moya licked you there, huh, Mike? I mean, that's not a pun just because you huh? said it that way. Dr. Tongue. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. It was a wonderful episode where I got to learn all about the lungs. In the next episode, I will be sharing the wonderful world of kidneys with you. <laughs>